Hello, everyone. Welcome to C-Suite Talks. We speak with industry leaders, introducing you to some of the most interesting people and businesses today. Welcome to C-Suite Talks. I'm Beth Hilbing, co-CEO of C-Suite. And I'm Diane Gubin, co-CEO, along with Beth. And this week, we are so happy we're speaking with our C-Suite member and our sponsor, Leslie Stackpole. Leslie is a partner with RSM US, and Leslie leads the Los Angeles office. She's also a tax partner, a CDI advocate, and supporter of Women's Growth and Initiative at RSM. Welcome, Leslie. Thank you. We're so excited to have you today. Leslie and her organization has been sponsors of C-Suite, and we truly appreciate that because it allows us to continue with all the wonderful programming we do. Yes. So let's kind of start. So tell us about the work you're doing with RSM and what is a CDI advocate? So RSM. So at RSM, we're a professional service firm that really serves the middle market companies. Um, You know, we pride ourselves on being first choice advisors and really understanding our clients. You know, as far as being a CDI advocate, RSM and I personally strongly believe that having a um, inclusive and diverse work environment will help us succeed. So what's CDI? Cultural diversity and inclusion. Yeah, CDI. We have several initiatives to help us get there, Um, one being our employee network groups. So we have 12 different employee network groups that are, you know, across the board. We've got, you know, OLA for our Latinos. We have ACE that supports our African-American communities. We have STAR, which stands for Stewardship Teamwork for the Advancement and Retention of Women, which I personally am very passionate about. Um, and then several others. We really try to reach all of our all of our employees in a in a nice way, in a connecting way. So Leslie, there's so many accounting firms out there, and I know you know RSM. You're you're large. You're one of the larger ones. So what what is it that makes RSM different? You know, here at RSM, we really truly believe that we're powered by our culture, our culture, which is really what makes us unique um, and leads to our success. You know, we promote a transparent, caring, and authentic environment that fosters meaningful connections for our people. We empower our people to take control of their career, to get to the next step. So we really believe it's our culture that makes us who we are. Yeah, we saw some of that at both you, within your organization here in L.A. and in Chicago. And it just made me so happy to see all of the young, diverse um, RSM employees and that, you know, they were so brilliant and it made me feel confident that we have strong workers and strong employees going into the future. So that was great. Yeah. You could really see where RSM brings everybody up. It, you know, it's interesting because we do have, you know, people that come from other firms from partner all the way down to staff. And they all say they really can feel the cultural difference at RSM, which we're pretty proud of. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it it almost seems like you went into like a tech culture because you had this amazing space in Chicago where you you could have speakers and people could hang out and you even have like a beer lounge there. (laughs) Yeah. Which is great. I have not visited that office, but I've heard it's pretty cool. (laughs) (laughs) So we know you're new in Los Angeles and uh, we're kind of interested in what do you like about LA? What's the work and business environment between LA and other areas? What are you enjoying about your transition to LA? Or not? (laughs) Well, yeah, you know, it's interesting. I actually live downtown and I love the culture. I love the people. I love the great restaurants. You know, I have to say I love the weather because I came from Phoenix, right? So the summers here are just about perfect. Uh, You know, it's interesting about 
what's interesting about the business community in LA is it's very spread out. Um, you know, having worked in New York and Boston, you know, it's not similar to those. It's not dissimilar from Phoenix, though. They tend to have different kind of business hubs. So I spent, you know, I and one of the things I love most, again, talking about diversity, is I had heard that LA was a really diverse work environment, but now having experienced it, I mean, we have such a great work, diverse workforce um, to pull from. It's amazing. That's good. That's good. It's wonderful. And, and not just the people, but also, you know, the companies and the culture in LA. I love it. And what kind of companies do you work with at RSM? I know you said middle market, but there are specific niches within that that you focus on. You know, we really go to market by industry. You know, we really try to, you know, we pride ourselves on delivering, like I said, the power of being understood and kind of, you know, having that kind of industry business acumen when we show up at the door, whether it's a client or a prospect. We serve clients in a variety of industries, but, you know, some of our our top ones are financial services, consumer products, industrial products. Uh, We do a lot in real estate, healthcare, to name a few, but we tend to have teams, you know, each of our employees picks kind of a a focus one industry and a focus two industry. And to the extent possible, we try to to align them with companies in their industry. That's fabulous. That's wonderful. And then um, when you're researching and looking for business, how, how does RSM like to interact or go about that? Well, you go for a beer in Chicago. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, when we're researching, you know, we obviously, we have marketing people, we have business developers, you know, our kind of sweet spot to serve clients is, you know, from the $20 million to $500 million range, but, you know, we go as high as a billion. Um, what's interesting is, is our firm as a, you know, nationally did a, did a study, um, a project that they called Convergence to try to figure out you know, what are the best markets? Where do we have the people? What are the best industries across the country to spend our money on from a marketing perspective? And LA is one of the top five markets. So we have a lot of support from the firm trying to, to trying to help us target and, and get those right clients in the door. Right. So with the exodus we've seen of companies moving out of these large cities, I think that now there's a focus to bring them back, right? And have you seen new businesses coming into L.A.? Because I know there was quite a few that left in the pandemic. You know, it's it's kind of interesting. And, and someone had said to me, and I think it's very true, that, you know, for every company that leaves L.A., there's another incubator behind it. For sure. <laughs> you know, starting. I mean, at the end of the day, we, you know, there's things I don't like about California, you know, taxes and sometimes the politics. But I will say that, you know, we, we're close Obviously, we're, we're at a great location for the ports. We've got a diverse, you know, um, workforce to pull from. You know, there's just so many great things about L.A. that that uh, brings companies still here. So I, I think that, yes, yes, we're seeing a lot of, lot of startups, a lot of SPACs. And I suspect a lot of those that left during the pandemic, you know, those that went to Texas, Arizona, they may be back after a couple of those summers. <laughs> yeah, it floods now, right? So you're a tax partner. So what what does that actually mean that you do on a regular basis? Do you only work with a company for when they need taxes, or is it kind of all year? Or are taxes all year in your world? <laughs> yeah, I mean ta- taxes are all year, right? From a planning perspective. So you know, at my level, I do more of the consulting needs, which happens all year, all year long. 
Um, I've taken, you know, I have teams that, that work on the tax compliance, but, you know, at my level, it tends to be more year round. Now, some of our younger folks still, there's always busy season right around the tax, tax deadlines, as we know. But, you know, as our, our partners, you know, we're very much enterprise thinkers and enterprise leaders. You know, I, I while I'm, I say my trade is tax, I like to think of myself as, you know, really an enterprise leader that I love to sell audit tax and consulting. So. That's great. So what do you, what are some of the challenges that you have to work with and how do you deal with them? You know, I mean, obviously public accounting is kind of known for being a grind, you know, known for being kind of the long hours and, you know, the new generation coming up, you know, they're just not buying into it. So, you know, we're looking at things and saying, you know what, how can we do things differently? We need to think about this differently. We need to flatten kind of that busy season curve. You know, we need to use technology and be efficient. Um, you know, it's 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 also in public accounting. You know, it's really important that you connect with your people because people working 60 hours from home does not make a kind of happy employee. But if their buddy next to them is doing the same thing, somehow it's a little easier. So I think with COVID has made that really a challenge on, you know, how do we get our people in enough to connect and you know, obviously during during the height of COVID, they weren't connecting. So I think we're just looking at things differently. Right. Yeah, I know when we were in Chicago, it was good to see so many people back in the city. But when we were speaking with some of your executives there, they did say that is a challenge to get people to come back into the city to work. Yes. And to get them to stay. Right, for sure. And come up with that hybrid. Yeah. Yeah. So Leslie, with all that you do, what what is your personal passion? What is it that you personally enjoy the most? You know, I think I'd have to say it's kind of stewardship and growing our people. You know, I've had the pleasure of making a couple of partners in my career and it's super rewarding, you know, as you kind of mentor and coach them throughout the process. And then when they finally make it, you know, and it's, it's hard, right? Like I said, it's a little bit of a grind getting there, but just to see them reach that reward um, and to get where, you know, to that pinnacle of partner, I think is awesome. And and I have not made a female partner, but I would love to make a female partner. <laughs> I would be super <laughs> passionate about that. <laughs> That's great. I love that. Why, why is it, what does it take to be a partner that someone hasn't made it yet? You know, I think I just haven't been in the, in the, you know, in the right position at the right time. It's just, you know, the, if you look at public accounting in general, we just do not have enough woman partners. We just do not have enough woman in leadership. We know it's important. Um, you know, obviously, traditionally, the woman stayed home and women just need a different. They just need a different sort of kind of mentoring. And, you know, they need they need you know, we do classes, you know, for confidence building, for self-advocacy. They just have a different style. And, and I think that we've made leaps and bounds. Um, but you know, I still walk into many a meeting and it's all men. Um, so we're working on it. Do you think it's generational? Do you think it's going to take another generation of workers to work that through? Yeah. I mean, I do think generationally because I think people aren't having kids. I mean, my 22 year old says he's not having kids and we might change his mind. Right. But as people, as, as you see the families go down and there's not as many children and people, or saying, hey, I don't want to work as hard. Maybe we both just, you know, work a little bit less. So, you know, I don't know. I think I I, I, I say generationally, but but then I also, on the, the other hand, say, hmm, you know, some of them are just saying, I don't want to work that hard, Leslie. I don't want to do what you, 
you do. So, <laughs> you know, I don't need to work that. I don't need that much money. And I'm like, oh, yeah, can okay. I make the money but work half the time? Can I? Yeah, exactly. Right. I like that. Let's make it easy. Yeah. I'm hearing what a supporter you are of women's growth and initiatives. So tell us more about the the work you're doing at RSM and personally, you know, you, you just alluded to a bunch of things like to get more women into the funnel. Yeah. And it's, we, we have no problem getting them in the bottom funnel. You know, if you look at, uh, mm-hmm. at the people that we hire in certain years, the, the number of women may be higher than the amount of men. It's basically keeping them in the funnel, you know, keeping them in the pipeline so, you know, I mentioned to you STAR, which is our, our woman's initiative. And, you know, through that program, you know, we we started off and we had a manager program for women because we found that we were losing a ton of women at the manager level. Um, and it's really just a, you know, a, a three-day, it's a three-day, they have three meetings and they're two to three days apiece throughout maybe a six to eight month period. And they, they meet other women in their position. We have a couple of partners that, that kind of teach the training. And it's really just to, to let them connect with other women, to let them connect with the partners, you know, and really just, just try to um, keep them in the pipeline and, and keep them wanting to work at RSM and understand that there is flexibility and they can be a partner. They can be a mom and they can be a partner and they can be a wife. So uh, we recently started a couple of years ago, we realized, ooh, we're starting to lose people at the supervisor level. So we started an S2 program. And then we also have an S4 program, which is for women senior managers. So we're really trying to support them throughout the process and get them to stay in. And, you know, I think that the bottom line is if we had two candidates and they were, you know, all things were equal, they were exactly the same. And it was a woman and a man, the woman would probably win the edge. I mean, at some point you have to be deliberate about what you're doing. Obviously, if, if the man is the better candidate, then they would, they would get the position, but um, we're very intentionally trying to get women to the upper ranks. That's great. That's really good to hear as well. What kind of background do you look for? Do you look for, and then we'll move off of this. Do you, do they have to have accounting in their background? What kind of background are you looking or like an MBA or? Yeah, it depends on which group that they're in. So, you know, if you hear we have partners and principals, principals are not CPAs. So there are people in the tax function that have law degrees and they can they can't practice law, but they can be a be a principal in tax. In general, in audit, you have to have your CPA. And most of the people in tax have CPA CPAs in our consulting group depending on what you do, you know, a lot of them, if they're working in IT, they have a computer science degree. Some of them have business degrees. Some of, you know, it can be across the board, but usually that's the distinction partner versus principal and principal would be a non-CPA. Okay. That's cool. So what's come, and then I'll, I'm sorry, but what are some of the myths about your job or your field? Yeah. Or accounting just in general. Just accounting. You know, I, it's interesting, but I think that um, people that the accounting profession has gotten this um, reputation for kind of being nerdy, kind of introverts. Oh, you're an accountant. You're this, you know, and we're actually a lot of us are not. And, you know, in order to get to the to the higher ranks, you really need to be personable. You need to be outgoing. You need to be able to have good communication skills. So I always, you know, people always laugh, particularly when I say I'm a tax accountant. They're like, oh, I wouldn't have thought you were. So, you know. Well, yeah, you know, I think the hardest thing is, you know, from the outside, you know, not anymore, but I used to quake at the thought of talking to my accountant. It just was such a, 
such a, um, I don't know, scary thought at that time. Interesting. Yeah, it brings me comfort to know that um, we have someone that is looking at our accounting and all that because it's just not something I forte in, you know what I mean, or want to take the time to do. And it's not the same as your home taxes. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> no, it's different. Yes, for sure. For, for sure. So what, what do you think um, what do you think it takes to succeed in accounting? Like if someone is interested in a career in, in the accounting niche, what do you think it takes besides the personality? You know, I mean, I, I yeah, obviously I think you have to have that. You got to be kind of that, that thinker. You know, we have a lot of people, myself included, that has an engineering background. You have to be kind of analytical and, and technical enough. But I think, you, you, you know, you really have to um, kind of embrace the profession. You, you, you know, you got to love what you do as far as the accounting work, but you also have to love getting out there and talking to people and solving problems. I mean, that's really what we are is we're kind of problem solvers. We have the compliance side, obviously, and, you know, the audit side. But, you know, I like to think of us as kind of business advisors and just bringing great advice to our clients. So, you know, if you're thinking you're just going to be sitting in an office and, you know, kind of plugging away on the numbers. Um, and we do have some people that do that. And of course we do need, need those people too, but I think to really succeed, you know, you have to learn to really be a business advisor and think outside the box and bring value to your clients. That's how you'll succeed. I love that. Fabulous. So what are some of the challenges you're facing today in your role? And then how do you overcome them? I mean, you know, today our biggest challenge is, is people and, you know, from a couple fronts, one, the great resignation hit us very, very hard, right? We we lost all kinds of people, even during busy season, which was somewhat unheard of historically. You wouldn't you wouldn't lose people. Um, to overcome that, we've uh, been very creative from the from the resourcing side. We look at you know our scheduling is more on a national basis, right? Because that's the one thing about COVID we know is that you don't need to be in the office to do it. You can use people wherever to do it. We've also looked at um, different staffing alternatives um, offshore that make sense, whether consultants, we have more employees in India to kind of fill that gap. But, you know, certainly people is our is our big struggle. Now, we you know, we had kind of hoped it would turn over the summer and it hasn't quite yet. But I, I do suspect there'll be more people on the market in you know, a year or two once, you know, a lot of them jump ship for a few extra dollars and realize mm, maybe that wasn't so bad. Um, we do t tend to have a lot of um, boomerangs. So that's a big challenge and just getting people into the office. And, you know, L.A. is tough, really tough because the commute is hard. So, you know, we've we've really tried to come up with, um, you know, what I'll call like meaningful experiences, a purpose for them to come in. I mean, we do lunch Tuesdays and Thursdays, but people aren't going to just come in because of lunch. Hey, I want to. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, right. It does help. It does help. But, you know, other than the lunch, you know, you know, I tell people meet with your teams, you know, go out to lunch, set up a planning meeting, because I think people will come in if they feel like there's a purpose, if there's a reason that they're coming in. Yes. But if they're just coming in to sit at a cube, they're like, you know what, I could have done this at home, right? I could have just sat at home. So um, and we strongly believe that they're while hybrid is a great idea, you know, and depending on what team you work on, the hybrid schedule might look different, but we know we need that connection. We know we need that 
you know, in-person connection between, you know, we're people, right. And we're in a people business. So, you know, we're really struggling with how to turn that around. Yeah. I mean, I like to go, I go in at least three or four days a week and I like that. Um, because I work I like from home five days a week, seven like days a week. Hi. Well, my cats were starting <laughs> to lead my life. So I thought I'd better yeah. <laughs> And it's, it's funny. I come in a lot because I happen to live four blocks away. So I have a better setup in the office. So I like it. Um, you know, and I like leaving and knowing like, okay, you know, my day's kind of done. I usually log on again at night, but um, I, you know, that's just what I like, but I get it that people, you know, they've got long commutes, so I'm not, I don't think it's unreasonable that people work from home, you know, two to three days a week or whatever works, but, but there's gotta be that balance and we're just trying to figure that out. Well, that's good. And we wish you luck with that. I just, as a final discussion point, um, what, what do you want to make sure our listeners understand about you and what advice would you give them if you have someone looking to come into this field? You know, I mean, I would just say that accounting is really a great field and you'll always have a job. That's so true. (laughs) It is. It is so true. And, you know, my son went for environmental science, not accounting, but I feel like accounting is one of those professions that even if you end up being a marketer, that you'll always be glad that you had that accounting base in your personal life. You'll be glad that you had that accounting base. I just think it's a, it's really, uh, you know, it's a lucrative, it's um, a challenging field. And I, I think that, you know, anybody that has that acumen for numbers should consider it. I mean, I think about myself, you know, growing up, my parents didn't know any accountants. So, you know, for me, it was a second career. I like, I, you know, unless you know someone that does it, you know, you're not thinking about doing it. So, um, you know, and I just say a plug for RSM that, you know, we're the fifth largest firm, but, you know, again, we, while we have the, you know, international, um, presence and we're able to serve globally active clients, we like to think we kind of have that local touch. We kind of remind ourselves and, you know, we're, we're not trying to be, you know, the big five, you know, we definitely want to serve the middle market, which LA is full of middle market companies. So look us up if you need some services. Right. Because Leslie, you are very visible and so is your team too, I know, around town. Absolutely. It's great. Well, thank you for that. Thank you, Leslie Stackpole, a partner with RSM. We've so enjoyed having you on today. Uh, Thank you to our sponsors, accounting firm RSM, Google, the law firm of Manette, advertising media and PR companies of Interpublic Group, IPG, and executive search and IT consulting, Amplify Professional Services. Thank you all for listening. Beth, you want to wrap us up? Sure. So hit the subscribe button on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcast today. Leave us a review, of course, five stars. And then follow us on social media, LinkedIn, Twitter, et cetera. Um, send an email, uh, any questions you may have to Beth at CSWEET.org. And come to our website, www.csuite.org. Come to some of the events. We put on over 41 events a year. And the sponsorship from RSM helps keep those going. And so we truly appreciate it and have a great day. Thank you. Thank you, Leslie. Thank you, Beth. Thank you. Thanks, Beth and Diane. Have a great weekend.